Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about healthy giving as I comment on 1 Corinthians 16, 1-4. One of my favorite church stories that I heard long ago was about a pastor who was convinced that the members of his church were not good stewards of their money. And so he decided to preach on stewardship one day. Now, this church was a very demonstrative church, and the People of the church and members of the church often interacted with the pastor during the sermon, and this is how it went that day that he preached on stewardship. The pastor began by proclaiming, If this church is going to move forward, it's got to crawl. Let it crawl, replied the congregation in unison. The pastor continued saying, If this church is going to move forward, it's got to walk. Well, let it walk, replied the congregation still in one voice. The pastor went on, If this church is going to move forward, it's got to trot. Well, let it trot, cried the congregation, again, in unison. The pastor next stated, If this church is going to move forward, it's got to run. Let it run, preacher. Let it run, is what the congregation cried. Finally, the pastor stood tall in the pulpit and proclaimed, If this church is going to move forward, it's got to have more money. Let it crawl, preacher. Let it crawl, was what the congregation told him. We're in the middle of a series about healthy churches as taught to new churches on the mission field by the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, in North America, as we rebuild our ministries after COVID-19, I think it might be good for us to consider this model of healthy churches, one that we might follow here. One area that we need to consider is healthy giving. Now, money is a subject full of trouble. It is a major cause of trouble in marriages and businesses and in churches. And Paul's instructions about a missions offering in 1 Corinthians 16, 1-4 gives us a lesson about how to think about this troublesome subject in churches. He wrote, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up, as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. And when I arrive, I will send those whom you accredit by letter to carry your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable that I should go also, they will accompany me. Paul had called upon the churches on the mission field to give sacrificially to support and bless the church in Jerusalem, which was undergoing severe persecution at this time. And these instructions were given so that the church at Corinth could know how to take this collection decently and in order, to use a term otherwise mentioned in 1 Corinthians. 
And what we see here is some important lessons. First, healthy giving is done out of grateful obedience. I think it's instructive that Paul used a term translated as directed in this passage. While this may mean he is directing the process by which the offering is be, to be collected, and he certainly was, we are also needing to remember the source of all that we have and all that we will ever have on this earth. In Psalm 50 verses 10 and 11, God reminds us that every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know the birds of the hills and all that moves in the field is mine. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, but he also owns the hills, the gold under the hills, and the oil under the gold under the hills. Everything that we will ever have comes from him. Now, God owns everything, but He has given people stewardship over His creation from the very beginning. In fact, in Genesis 1.28, God made humans the stewards over the world. He said this, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. As stewards of God's world, we are to be fruitful and to return to Him a prophet, just as Jesus taught in the parable of the talents. To begin understanding healthy giving, we need to know that God simply expects us to give. It is understood that as the owner of everything, He expects and deserves our offerings to Him. Now, the main offering that He wants is our hearts. But when He has our hearts, all the other issues of life will follow, including money. Next, we see that healthy giving is done to bless others. It's important to note that our giving is done to bless others. As we just saw, when we give, we bless God, and we honor Him. But we also bless other people as well. This particular offering was designed to go to Jerusalem to help the saints there. Uh, the believers, as I said, were under severe persecution, and those who could help were asked to help. This kind of offering goes to people who are already saved, or people who have unmet human needs. But there are other kinds of offerings as well, such as offerings for missions that we take now in the modern world. And these offerings go to help the lost come to know the Lord. These offerings are used to send missionaries or to do evangelistic outreach from our local churches. And people are blessed through these offerings because they come to know the Lord as their Savior. And they receive the blessing of being in His flock, and eventually in His presence in heaven. Either way, offerings bless God's people. Those who are already saved and who are in His church, as well as those who will be saved and who will be brought into His church. The money given to churches goes to touch people's lives. When we give to God's church, it blesses Him and it blesses His people. Next, we need to see that healthy giving is done by everyone. 
Next, it's important to note that Paul is very specific that everyone in the church was expected to participate in this offering. Like Jesus referring to the widow's might, it did not matter if one was rich or poor or in between, but everyone was expected to participate. Like we used to say in the army, lottie dotty everybody. <laughs> Paul clearly recognized the differences in financial circumstances among people. Few people in our churches today are rich, but most have more than they need. And Paul wanted people to give as God prospered them and not as they thought God prospered them and not as other people thought God prospered them, but just as God had prospered them. In truth, people in the United States are very blessed. Even our poorest people would be well off in some countries around the world. And few people are so destitute that they are unable to give something to the ministry of the gospel. Sadly, it's a commonly held belief that I think is true that 20% 20 20 of the people in the church do 80% of the ministry. And likewise, it's commonly believed that 20% of the people give 80% of the offerings to a church. Frankly, both of these figures are in opposition to the concept of biblical stewardship. We need to offer our lives as well as our money to the service of the Lord. Everyone needs to support the gospel ministry in word and deed and in serving and in giving. Next, we see that healthy giving is done at church. One thing Paul leaves no doubt about is how the giving should be done. Each week, everyone should set aside an offering and it should be given regularly at church. And again, this offering should be based on how God blessed each person and not how someone else thinks that they should be giving. The Bible clearly teaches that the church is the center of religious giving. Malachi 3.10 instructs, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. And we know that Jesus himself paid the temple tax by way of a miracle. And in Acts, we see believers selling their property and bringing the proceeds to the apostles to be used in the church and in the ministry. Besides being the biblical pattern, this giving to the church has much to commend itself to us in practical terms also. The burden is shared amongst everyone, and there is good accountability for what is given. This is a better opportunity for good stewardship than giving to other organizations. Now, you might assert that in the first century that there were no other options for giving except through the local church. You might say that charities and non-denominational independent ministries did not exist then. And that may be true. But with the Roman roads and with the Roman postal system, if someone wanted to send money to the Jerusalem church another way, it certainly was possible. Paul, however, insisted that the giving be done through the local church. And by this, he has set the biblical example for us today as well. A popular quotation about giving is, Do your giving while you're living so you're knowing where it's going. When we do our giving at church, it's easy for us to know where it is going and what God is doing with it. Next, healthy giving is done wisely. 
You know, the idea that we should give our offerings to the local church is a good segue to the next principle we need to discuss here, and that is our giving needs to be done wisely. As we deal with money, we need to heed Christ's advice that we need to be as wise as serpents, but as innocent as doves. God has given us the ability to think, and we should use it, especially in the area of stewardship and accountability. There is no question that money should be handled carefully. I remember being told about a story of a church which was located across the street from the city firehouse. On quiet Sunday mornings, the firefighters made a habit of sitting out front and enjoying the weather. Every Sunday, an unaccompanied man would walk out of the front door of the church with the offering plates and carry them around to the church office where they would later be counted. But as soon as he exited the church, he would reach into the offering plate and take several bills and put it, put them in his pocket. This was done in full view of the firefighters, and it went on for years. Needless to say, none of the firefighters ever became members of that church. Money must be handled wisely to protect those who gave it, to protect those who handle it, and to protect those who would be blessed by it. Notice that a delegation was going to be sent from the mission field to Jerusalem with the offering. Even in the church, or maybe especially in the church, checks and balances must be in place for the protection of all concern. How a church handles money will greatly affect its reputation and its ability to bless others. You know, it's a well-known fact that Jesus spent more time talking about money than he did just about any other topic. He knew that if you wanted to know about an organization or a person, what they care about, all you have to do is see where they spend their money. Our giving must be healthy if we are to be a healthy church. In 1 Corinthians 16, Paul has given us a good lesson about healthy giving. We should heed him and we should follow his instructions in our churchmanship today. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.